This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. Um, neither of us were at the Vikings access yesterday. Yeah. I'm covering a wild playoff push. Tom is covering... A push um, to get into the, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Timberwolves push to, make to the get playoffs. into the playoffs. After yep. spending all that money on Rudy Gobert, can they get in the playoffs? Yes, that's where the Timberwolves yeah. are. <laughs> so neither of us were at TCO Performance Center in Egan yesterday, but um, have listened back, um, talked to a couple people that were there. Um, and, and it seems like, you know, the main thing to come out of yesterday you know, we could have predicted this. It was mm-hmm. the NFL draft is about a week and a half away. And yeah. And just kind of following along with what was happening, you know, not surprising that the biggest point of emphasis or the biggest talking point was the quarterback position with the NFL draft a week and a half away. Kirk cousins, obviously this year, uh, this off season found a way to get his cap numbered now without offering any more years you know, on the actual contract itself. So it seems like the Vikings are ready to let that thing run out or at least give themselves flexibility next off season. Um, So it seemed like, you know, a natural progression that that the quarterback position was going to get brought up. Also not too surprising that we did, we can't glean much from what was said from, from Kwesi Adolfo Mensa or Kevin O'Connell played their cards close to the vest, but I'm curious, what did you make of, of what they said yesterday? Um, you know, I, I guess like it's pretty clear in a perfect world, they would want a, a succession plan in place. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, they also said, like, we're not going to force that um, if it's yeah. not the right guy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's prudent. And honestly, they tend to say things. I always say this, like when things blow up, I'm like, I think they're actually just saying something that's like super logical, especially as it pertains to Kirk Cousins. I get it's the quarterback polarizing player, but um, I think. And this is like maybe unfortunate to hear. I think this is going to be like one of the most exciting drafts, you know, they've had or like highly, highly unexciting. And why I say that is I think Kwesi knows this and most of the analytics guys know this. You should never trade up for a player unless it's a quarterback. If it's a quarterback, you almost have to because, again, we're starting to see like um, these guys, Richardson, obviously was a combine, but Hooker and Levis mm-hmm. and some of these other guys, they will just ascend up the draft boards. One of our guys was actually writing about this in reverse that there's a defensive end. And I can't recall his name right now, but uh, that was like a top 10 guy and he dropped off of um, a handful of the mocks. And this is, you know, like um, guys from ESPN, like, like, like big name guys had dropped him off the first round or at least into the twenties. And it's not like anything happened with that player. He didn't have a bad combine. There wasn't anything with his character. There wasn't anything revealed. And again, we always talk about this, that like they haven't played football in a while. These co- the, the guys coming out <laughs> yeah. of college. So, you know, Kuiper, I think dropped him entirely off his, his board and nothing happened to the guy. It's just because there's a premium on the quarterbacks. And I think you have yep. to trade up for those guys if you want them. And even like these well-run organizations like the Niners. And I, you know, I know Trey Lance is from here. I like him, but like they traded up for a guy and they're using the seventh round pick. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's just, it's just the cost of doing business, but unless you're trading up, I actually think, the Vikings are they'd be like, yeah, I guess we're just not going to have draft picks for a while if they're going to go get the quarterback, which is fine. You need the succession plan. 
or it's going to be these guys are coming off the board too soon. We need to get value. And I do think they need to turn five into multiple picks. I know they're looking at it as a two-year horizon. It's like, what did we get across these two years and how productive are they? Uh, and we've talked about how the first draft actually looks a little bit better now than it did kind of in the moment or in the beginning of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But given that there's like two big needs in my mind, and this is generalizing, succession plan for Kirk Cousins, which doesn't necessarily have to come from the draft, it probably will, or fill out the defense it's like i think they have to go all in one way or the other either like load up on picks and get defensive players or just make this the year you get the quarterback and then you're gonna have to figure out where you get picks in the future but that's that's for the future you do need a quarterback at some point yeah it is interesting when you you think about what draft night could look like because you're right either they made a huge move to move up the board and draft their quarterback of the future. And there's so many storylines that come out of that, you know, lack of draft capital for years to come. What is going to happen with Kirk cousins? How good is the guy that they actually traded up for? Or they stay put, I guess like a guy like Hendon hooker could fall. And, mm-hmm. and the storylines that come with that are he's 25 going to be 26. If he red shirts a year, he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, is that too old for a quarterback? Is he Brandon Whedon? You know, like that's, those are the the questions that are going to be asked there. But if you don't take a quarterback, I think you're right. They're trading out of the first round, maybe or down in the first round, maybe out of it completely to gain more draft picks. They're drafting guys that don't jump off, you know, the page as far as name goes. And, and that is objectively more boring than if they just take a quarterback. So, uh, but I, I can't say it's necessarily the wrong decision. I mean, they 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 have a roster that won 13 games last year. I think there's going to be regression, obviously, because you're not just going to win all those one-score games again. Um, but you have certain pieces in place that you can convince yourself you're going to compete in the Central or the NFC North. I'm sorry. Central division. I'm covering NHL. That's back, yeah, um, that, that's back to be fair. That's back when Tampa was in the NFC Central, I believe, right. in the Vikings division. So we're throwing back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can convince yourself you, you can compete in the NFC North this year. And in that case, then you should just bolster the roster in the draft, try and find impact players. Um, Quasi, you know, used that term a couple of times yesterday, like, you know, balancing the idea of, of finding an impact player at 23 or trading back and potentially giving yourself more swings at finding an impact player elsewhere. Um, if they feel like they are, they can take a guy at 23, that's, that's going to play immediately or contribute at a high level. Um, it sounds like they're just going to do it. Um, but, but he's a math guy. And I think he, he looks at percentages and he looks at, you know, the percentage of, of hit rate, you know, and it, you have to, a lot of that comes in the first three rounds of the draft. Um, but late in the first round, I'm not sure how different that is from early in the second, if you can pick up another pick along the way. So um, if they pick a quarterback, we're going to have things to talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. If they don't, it's just going to be like, okay, can these guys help now? And staring down the barrel, like what are they going to do at quarterback long term? Because Kirk's contract runs out after the next season. Yeah, let me use so to use a concrete example. And I had to look up who the player was. It's Miles Murphy, defensive end. Um, he was a I'm trying to look eighth overall in Kyber's first mock. I get they do multiple tr- mocks to adjust to new data and stuff mm-hmm. like this, right? But like by his fourth one, he was just off the board entirely, right? Going from eighth to like somewhere in the 30s, I guess, supposedly, right? And this was kind of common among many 
people who are doing mocks. He's kind of going from that top 10 to, to that, into the 20s. And this is kind of – it's not this guy specific, specifically, Miles Murphy. Um, it, mm-hmm. it could be all defensive players. But I think what – you know, if, if anything, this is going to be a funny strain on, on Kwesi. I think we think of, like, Wall Street guys as, like, kind of what you see in the movies, right, on the trade floor where, like, you know, the, the stocks go up and down and – waving their arms and yelling Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I I think actually because of automation, that is less common now, but um, you know, like we think of them on the New York stock exchange. Right. And like, uh, and I think there's part of that. I obviously Quasi's willing to take risks. He traded for Hawkinson. That's within the division. We've joked about how much they just, he just tends fate. Like, Hey, we'll trade, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll trade with the lions twice. We'll trade with the Packers and, and, you know, Watson looks good. And he's also semi local, right. Or whatever. Um, You know, I think like, uh, he's certainly willing to take risks. We know that. He also really cares about value. And I think, you know, one of the things you can look at is like he's actually kind of operating in both ways. Like he may have only found the Lions and the Packers to trade down with, or at least in the value that he wants. Right. And like, mm-hmm. so he's both taking a risk and also kind of being risk averse, being like, hey, these teams that trade down routinely, the Patriots do this. Right. Like, they they do find talent. It's just they're taking kind yep. of multiple shots at the board. Um, I think, you know, one of the things he said is I'm fine taking one good player instead of risking it and trying to take two. But that's not really what's going on. I mean, assuming, again, that their board is differently different than how, like, the draft picks are going. And given, like, like Seattle drafts in this draft, it probably will. They always seem to take some <laughs> random guy who no one knows why they took it that high or whatever. Like, they, you know, again, if you're t- targeting Miles Murphy just using one specific player, it probably makes a lot of sense unless you can get that quarterback, right? Unless like Arizona is giving you really good value, you can move up to three. And I assume it's like Richardson is the guy you're getting there. Like unless there's certain Richardson's that good or like the upside to Hooker is that like, granted, I think he played in a really weird college system and stuff and he's going to be 26. But it's like if if you're convinced Hooker's the guy and you, you know, you sort of see value in terms of a trade up like. Quasi then is probably thinking both in terms of I'm taking a massive risk. Guy's been injured, weird system, 26. But also I have a guy through his prime on a rookie deal. I mean, that is like if Hooker works out, and this is why I don't think it will because it seems too Pollyanna, but if it works out, you have like a guy in his prime through his rookie year rather than or rookie deal rather than, you know, like in his 20s when he's, you know, supposedly again, not, not in this epic prime. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why like he – it's not as though Quasi chooses one or the other, but I think when we look at the draft, it's going to look one way or the other, not intentionally. I don't think he's going in saying, this is the draft I'm getting the quarterback or this is the draft I'm moving down. I think he's just watching it as they're picked, right? What does Arizona need here? What do I got to trade up if I need Levis, right? And if all that doesn't happen, I just think he's just moving down the board. I don't think it's Rick Spielman level, right? I don't think this is going to be like the, he has all the seventh round picks and you're like, why? But, you mm-hmm. know, I think, it could, I think it could be more like, you may just see a string of defensive players and they're drafted in the second, third, fourth round. And it's with um, multiple trade backs. I just don't know how you fill out the defense, to be honest with you, if it's only five picks, even with the selections they made last year. 